The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Me and Emer are doing a show in London on the 6th of May. If you want to get tickets, they are linked in the bio of my Instagram or they will be attached in the description of this podcast. Searsha is also performing for a set beforehand. So if you want a bit of music, a bit of fun, a few laughs, do come along. It's our first show in London, so we are very excited. Um, yeah, it's in Earth and Dalston. So very funky, very cool. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was meant to be a very positive one with um, self-care rituals. There is a bit of that in it, but also a bit of giving out. You know yourself. Sure. Anyway. Do you want to just actually... How are you getting on? How are you getting on? Oh, Jesus. We know how the other podcast started. So how are you? (laughs) I do want to say thank you, though, to all the lovely messages that I got. Because, like, I genuinely feel so much, like, lighter after talking about all that stuff. But these are, like, therapy sessions. And it just goes to show how much speaking to people that you love helps you. Just in general. Like, you don't need to pay for therapy, guys. Just talk to each other. Yeah. Have you ever tried it? Or talk to yourself (laughs) as well. Like, this is the thing that I've been doing a lot now. And if I'm, like, if I have my headphones on or if I have my earphones in the same thing but, like, completely different, I feel like they're different vibes. Wait, have you told this on the podcast about how you pretend you're on FaceTime while you're talking to yourself? No, we actually... You want to reveal your little secret? (laughs) We actually... Remember we had this conversation with Rashid? Yeah. And it was just before we... I think... Uh, he wasn't recording or we weren't recording but um because Rashid I always say like Rashid but it's Rachel (laughs) anyway um Rachel was like oh yeah like you know I've been pep talking myself all day and I was like you know what's such a good thing to do and this is so good if you're going on like a date if you're gonna have an argument with someone or you you need to have like a, a chat talk to yourself out loud but like do it like in public so I just put my earphones in and pretend that I'm on the phone or on FaceTime (laughs) like all the time even if I'm in the toilet like it happened to me actually the other day that I was talking to myself and then I realized that someone was in the cubicle next to me so I so I had to pretend to be like all right okay well yeah I have to go now see you later and I came out and I was like oh God, because it's so obvious because like there's no response, but it's... Or there's no gaps in between the talking. There's no, <laughs> there's no <laughs> gaps. But talk to yourself out loud and have a conversation or how you're feeling. I did that yesterday when I was walking home from work yesterday and I was just talking to myself in the pacings of rain. Still had like music going on in my ears, but I was just talking out loud and it's so refreshing. It's so, um, it's so important to be talking out loud. And I think after doing that podcast, I realized that, you know, just talking out loud has obviously impacted so many people. And like, remember we were talking about like imposter syndrome and everything. Like, of course that stuff comes up with day-to-day life. Like you get it, I get it. And I think with the podcast, I do get it sometimes as well. Because I'm like, who the fuck am I to sit here and talk? Yeah, yeah. And why do people want to listen? Do you know? But of course people want to listen to you because you are you. Well, no, no. Yeah. No, Emer. Yeah. We're not going to compare ourselves right now. I know, but I'm not, let's say I'm not an influencer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, like you are so good Uh, at talking. I'd say you influence. I'd actually beg to differ. Uh, I'd say you influence. The influencer is... (laughs) 
Influencing. <laughs> My sister said that to me the other day. She was like, "Ah, you kind of are," and I was like, "No, I'm not. Like, I'm not." Remember the Irish Times? Don't deny us, Emer. Remember the Irish Times did influencer <laughs> and, and tattoo artist. artist. I was fucking raging, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. I feel so much lighter and I feel so... I think um, after doing that podcast as well um, and the messages that I received, it's like um, really helped me day to day with, say, imposter syndrome and um, with feeling confident as well. Because, you know, when you say things and you're not that confident in yourself and then you realise that your words have, you know, meaning to them and they've helped someone... It can really, it, it's impacted me so much doing that podcast, mm. not just, you know, other people. But how are you? Huh? <laughs> I'm brilliant now, got the pump on. <laughs> the nipple looking like a little slodger, todger. <laughs> like it actually looks like a jode. <laughs> it's, no, it's really disturbing. It's really strange. Um, no, I will add that if I'm alone with the baby now, I know from Jason going back to work, there's days where you're, because you're more isolated than ever. Stay, like a stay-at-home mom is literally the most isolated you can be if you don't have your local groups and whatever. Um, and because you're talking to a baby, you know, you're not talking like a real person anymore. You're like, go, go, ga, ga, you know, pointing at things, sounding like an idiot. But you have to talk out loud. So it's so good when you have a baby because you can like give her a little makeup tutorial you know, explain what you're doing and it is good for the development, but also <laughs> there's no, you know what I mean? It, it's just someone to listen to you. Yeah. It's like talking to an animal nearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say in over the last few days, there's something seriously wrong with that baby downstairs. So listen, <laughs> she has an addiction. Now, a few, a few weeks ago, well, when she was like six and a half months, maybe five and a half months, can't remember, she started clapping her hands which is a milestone of babies and they start making gestures I think when they're around eight nine months so this is like very advanced she's ahead of her peers with this one right so I was thinking oh my fucking god she's a genius this child she's able to fucking clap her hands what's next she's going to be able to like do algebra who knows um but then it got to a point where she woke up in the morning first thing clapping her hands right I was trying to make her food. She'd have food in her hands and start clapping her hands. <laughs> the food going everywhere. Now it's gone to the stage where like she's crying and she's clapping her hands. Oh. So I'm thinking she's an addict. She's a clap handies addict. <laughs> clap handies addict. She's a clap handies addict. She cannot stop. If her life depended on it, she oh literally God. cannot stop clapping her handies. Wait until she's able to talk. She won't stop. She no, will not stop. She thinks that she's talking. She'll be clapping handies going blah, 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 thinking she's having a full convo with me. Oh, sure. We're they've having, heard it. Oh, they've all heard it. <laughs> having full DMCs. Like, she wants to be a voice actor. Like, that's her dream. Um, But anyway, yeah, so I think there's something wrong there. She's just addicted to clapping her hands. But you know that song? It's like, clap handies, clap handies till daddy comes home. So Jason now is convinced that it's because he started work that it's some sort of trauma has triggered in her brain and she's clapping handies until daddy comes home oh, literally of course like the nursery rhyme in like two months time like clap handies clap handies it's like gonna be terrorizing you you're, <laughs> you're gonna be like turn it off turn it off turn it off no but like her first day of school she's gonna be going in clapping her handies, clapping her handies. like at my funeral she's gonna be clapping her handies <laughs> at her wedding they're gonna say i do it she'll be clapping handies up there <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um, so good. I've been feeling now. I've I've been in my luteal phase, you know, just before your period. It feels like forever. 
Why yeah. is it that it literally feels like the longest phase ever? And every single day I wake up going to Jason, any day now, you know, I'll be getting my period any day now. But when, you, when you're when you breastfeeding, it's so irregular, your period. So like you think that it's about to come, but mm. it could be a ghosty. Like, you know, when you shit and there's nothing on the toilet paper, it literally yeah. could be like that with your period. Um, So I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting a few cramps and I'm trying to be really in tune with my body. Um, So I think it's coming any day now, but I know that I'll feel so much better once it comes. But regardless, I am feeling a little bit better, but it could be because of the weather. You know, it's sunny and I know the weather has been fucking edging us. Like I felt like I had blue balls there for the last week because it'd be sunny in the morning and then it would fucking turn to shite and there'd be gale force winds and like red weather warning. (laughs) Um, Obviously not leaving the house. So now that it's a bit sunny, great drying out. It makes a difference when you're a mammy and you can fucking hang the washing out. Yeah, you can go for a walk as well. Otherwise you're just fucking stuck in here. I mean, to be honest, very glam. I'd love this room. This is everything. But I'd say... You know, having a baby and also not living in the heart of town. Like, I don't see you as often anymore because it's far away. Yeah. So I can imagine that <clears throat> when you're talking to the baby all day and you're here and you're getting your uh, your period, I'd say you feel like sometimes you're going to go insane. No, it's like I'm on the brink all the time. <laughs> I'm on the brink of a breakdown. I can always tell by your messages as well. (laughs) Like I can always tell when I get up in the morning and when I text Keelan, I always know what kind of mood she's in. Like yesterday, I was like, I'm going to leave her alone. I'm going to leave her alone. Oh no, yesterday. Thank God you noticed. Because the baby was like, she was beating me up. I don't know. She, well, she has, she had blood in her gums the other day. I'm obsessed with, I'm sorry, I'm talking about her a lot in this podcast. But anyway, she had blood in her gums the other day. So another tooth, because when they start teething, it's like, okay, they're going to get all their teeth now. It's like, geez, they're going to be teething now for the rest of their life. So she had blood in her gums, another tooth had broken through and she already has two. So it's like, geez, it's coming on very fast. Very advanced. Very, don't get me started. Very, very ahead of her peers. Um. Anyway, I'll be, I'm like, enroll her in school immediately um, so. you're turning up at like preschool and being like she, she needs to join she's 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 well able for it watch this she's like, like no clap your hands performing monkey um, but anyway so she has the teeth coming in but obviously for me now she's not biting anymore thank god I will say a huge kudos to my Quidju breastfeeding group because they were like giving me all the tips you know you're supposed to massage their gums have a finger ready if they clamp down in your boob I thought I was going to have to quit breastfeeding but anyway here we are still breastfeeding Um, she's not biting anymore but when we are breastfeeding because she has so much excess energy and she's like frustrated if you can imagine yourself like teeth breaking through your gums that would be so sore so she's like kicking the shit out of me while I'm feeding her and also like punching me in the face and pinching me and you know if you can imagine you know when a child pinches her skin and twists it but she doesn't understand that it's sore so I just have to sit there and just be relaxed and calm and take it like a champ Mm. Um, but that's parenting guys yeah. you know that's what you have to do but she has yesterday was particularly bad Um, we did have to give her Calpol but like even still after the cowpaw, she was still boots in the house down, mama, you know, wouldn't go to sleep, kicking me, pinching me. And when Jason comes home from work, I'm like, can I have 10 minutes just on my own in a dark room, like literally in a dark room, silence, take her away, take her away because you get this thing called um, touch fatigue. And I only realized what it was when Caroline, my stepmom, said it to me. She was like, do you ever get touch fatigue with having a baby, especially breastfeeding? It's like when someone is on you and f- touching you all day, you want to just be like left alone. If you can imagine like if someone's being too touchy feely and you're like, stop, 
you know, get off. If you're breastfeeding and stuff, obviously you're give, you're releasing oxytocin, so it's a nice feeling when you're doing it. But then when Jason comes home, it's like I want to be in isolation for at least five to ten minutes just so I can recuperate. And Which re- I say is hard. Yeah, because then he takes her, say he goes to the next room or whatever, and I then I can just hear her crying and upset. Yeah. So I'm like, to give her back, it's not worth it because it just stresses me out and I actually miss her. It's like when yeah. me and Jason tried to go on a date the two weeks ago and we literally were like missing her the whole time. You're, <laughs> so I pathetic. You're just, just talking about her the whole oh, time. Oh, literally the whole time. We were like, will we go now? <laughs> will I we go back to her? When we went out for a few drinks on, was it Friday last week? Yeah. You were very good. You didn't, oh my God. you didn't whip the phone out. You weren't like, look at my baby. No, I was like, no, hoping. I did. Now, after the third margarita, with, when Jessie was there, I was like, she's, she's so amazing. But, um, <laughs> and like, I was sober by the time I got home. Very sensible. Yeah, I actually didn't have a hangover at all. We both hopped in. It was like something from a movie. There was like a taxi in front, a taxi in behind me. We were like, see you later. Yeah. Hopped in a taxi, texting in the taxi, sending pictures. But I woke up, went to work. I was perfect. But I feel like as well, if you go out and you have fun and um, waking up the next day is so much easier but like if you go out and like you feel like you've gotten too drunk or you know you have a little bit of the f- obviously getting up with the fear is so hard but mm. if you uh, had a really good night then you like wake up with serotonin yeah exactly. even though drink uh, uh, removes that from you because it's like a depressant but like yeah. I feel like if you actually had like if you went to bed and you're like I had such a good night you're gonna wake up feeling Good in the morning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But also we had a limit on it. We weren't, you know, when you're on a night out and you're like, oh, I I feel like I'm going to get FOMO if I go to bed, if I go home early. It was like because we all, both decided we're going to go home now. Yeah, like it if was you perfect, stayed out, I would have had FOMO. Uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, another thing about like waking up um, after drinking is like, obviously everyone has the fear and overanalyzes things. And I think we've said this before. I've said this before because I had the fear on for like the past two days <laughs> when do I not have the fear but um there's something that I always say to people as well is like we're all so consumed in ourselves that like no one is actually waking up thinking about you no ever no like ever 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 no like unless you actually physically like beat someone someone up and you hurt someone like I don't think anyone's gonna wake up being like did you see what Emer and Keelan did last night? Or did you mm-hmm. see, you know, no one's going to do that. And like, I feel like it's such a good thing to remember, especially when you're sober as well, because my mind will go on and on and on and think about things that, you know, I've done like 10 years ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, we all do it. But just remembering that like, no one actually cares. No, no one's no thinking one about you. No one's thinking about what you did. And that's, I think, why I'm in, like yesterday I was like, I have my period as well. Is everyone on their period? Are we thinking? It's just so weird. I think Kim had her period last week as well and Shuan had her period. And did Ellie not say she was on her period? Maybe. Like, it's very strange. But yesterday I was like, you know, in my period funk. But like this week I've actually been quite positive and I'm just like, no one cares. Emer, you had the fear at the weekend. But think back to Friday. You had a few drinks. You enjoyed yourself. So if you just go to bed in that mode. Sorry, this is like a hangover podcast now. <laughs> but because um, we we're talking about Friday night, like I had such good fun and I woke up the next day being like, oh my God, that was so much fun. Mm. Nothing to be worried about. And also, um, if you're working the next day, I think, you know, obviously having a few drinks when you go out. It like, if you have a good night, your hangover isn't there. Yeah, Does no. that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. 
Does that make sense? No, I will say I was hungover because this is the first time I've gotten drunk since I've had a baby, <laughs> since before I was, pre- you know, pregnant. Um, uh, so I was hungover. Were you? Yeah, no, I had to go get a paracetamol. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Luke said sport and a paracetamol, please. I felt so like, oh, I feel a bit edgy. I feel a bit cool, you know. <laughs> Because I haven't gone out. No, I've been, you know, the way we've been training her. So I've been going out for one or two drinks. Mm. And then I, I'll come home, like run, peg at home. But this is the first time where I was like far away. Mm. Um, and she took it like a champ. Like the the um, combo feeding is the way to go. The pumped breast milk and the breastfeeding. It's like the dream. Because you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I'd say as well, like it is like it's important to be able to distance yourself because, you know, she can get to like one years old and, you know, life, you have to do things. And, you know, Mm. me and you might have to do things and you might have to be away for, you know, a a full night. And it's important to be able to distance yourself because like you're attached just as much as she is. Yeah, no, I literally have to wean myself off of her. Yeah, no, that's no, like I think that's the problem here. I think you need to wean yourself. I'm off of obsessed her. with my daughter. Yeah, but like, who isn't? Like, she's literally the cutest thing in the world. Um, no, she literally is a little legend. Yeah, that's no. what she is. It's very smiley baby as well. You see, you know, every time we talk about her on the podcast, I actually feel a bit bad because I'm like, she's so cute and so smiley, and you're never gonna get to see her. Well, in fairness, now I whenever if someone ever comes up to me in public, I'm like have a look at her because it's like you know we've both been through this journey together yeah and that's what you do when you meet people on the street you're like have a look at my baby you know I'd rather that than you know people scouring the internet trying to zoom in and find pictures of her Mm -hmm. the whole point it's not that I don't want people to see her it's that I don't want her to be on the like to be able to see her on the internet yeah that's so fair as well that's so so fair yeah people making fake accounts (laughs) (laughs) yeah baby account keelanmancreefsbaby.com um (laughs) Well, do you want me to read out some of the... Yeah, we'll read out some of the things. So I asked in my story for people's rituals on how to make yourself feel better or get yourself... And I love it. It's so encouraging because the girlies, you have to give it to us. We're so good at looking after ourselves. Like, I'd love to know what a guy does um, to implement, like, positive rituals in their life to make themselves feel better. But I don't know if it's a lot. I think as well, <clears throat> this can be um, this can be interesting because... From our last podcast that we were talking about, um, member obviously uh, body image or one before this body image, and you know I was like, oh, I, I can put on a bit of tan and bleach my brows and feel good. Mm. It's it can be it's you know because that's my maintaining and that's actually how I feel good because I don't do meditation, I don't do anything, mm. so I'm interested to see what other people are going to say. Yeah, and hopefully I get some ideas because like always changing yourself or like putting on a nice outfit or. It's it's very like it's it's temporary, you yeah, know yeah. that temporary thing. Of instant gratification. That's what it's called. Instant gratification. You learn something new every day. So yeah, and uh, it's there's nothing shameful of that either. Is that the right word? No, not at all. It's like not, we all that's we all that's it. good. Yeah, it's still good. Like today, I'm wearing a skirt and I stepped out of my comfort zone and I'm not wearing tan on my legs now. There's probably some reminiscing remnants. Remnants. I was about to say Renaissance. There's some remnants of old tan, but I'm stepping out of my comfort zone in certain ways as well because like oh my god I would never be caught dead not wearing any tan but I'm doing it because you know I need to you know feel better and feel confident you know walking through the streets in my own skin Mm. you know but um, I'm interested to see these things because a lot of the time to make yourself feel better we do something to ourselves yeah hair 
yeah. outfit, makeup it's time. It's because a lot of um, what women or girls attach themselves or value with is their appearance because the world is telling us that we only have value if we're like good looking and all this other shite. So a lot of it for self-care would be the the immediate thing you go to is like change your appearance somehow or just switch things up. Like, you know, when you romanticized the summer off and then you'd go back to school in September and be like, I'm going to be a whole new me. You know, I'm going to shock people. Everyone's going to be like, <gasps> you know, in the coming of age films. I was obsessed with that. And I always felt like I had to change, like change it up when I went back in September. Now, to be honest, I'm still kind of obsessed with that a little bit. Like, I wish I had something where I was going back to school or going back to college and people could be like, <gasps> oh, my God, she's totally new. Well, you have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, that's quite new. Yeah, I know that it. Very dead right. Different. But it's like, you know, in what's that movie? Wild Child, when she dyes her hair brown. And then it's just like, she looks exactly like her mom. You know, I'm obsessed with that. Um, So that does help, to be honest. And you know what? The Moncrief sisters are very good. I can't believe I just said that. The Moncrief sisters. We were always really good at, if one of us ever went through a breakup, what we do is, okay, photo shoot time. All of us, it's the, the most fun thing ever. Like, don't need a studio. Don't need any sort of, reason why you need to do it but it's like let's all get dressed up to the nines glam take photos of each other nothing better there's Lit- nothing better literally nothing, nothing better. better and hyping each other up like ellie moncrief behind the camera is literally like oh my fucking god you're the best looking thing i've ever seen and sears is just like oh my god oh my god so hot and i'm just like oh christiana there just like sorry you need to be a model right now application sent i remember um remember when we were in london and uh, we we were I don't know what we did and we were on the train home and you weren't feeling up for anything and we were like do you want to just go back and I was like yeah sure and you were a bit sad and then I was like do you want do you want to have a photo shoot <laughs> and sorry me and Keelan remember crawling on the ground in our undies are you joking absolutely I still send them to Jason to this day and I'm just like little reminder I'm a hottie you know <laughs> I was wearing like a leopard print top with like my undies and then you were wearing I think a white top or- I can't remember. But uh, it's so funny because the serotonin, and it's so so bad to say, but like the serotonin you get even just from that. Yeah. um, And and this is like besides Instagram. I'm not talking about even posting them on Instagram Mm. because a lot of the time people take so many photos and you never see them. You don't post them online. But Mm. like when you take them and, you know, getting that, those compliments from your friends and being surrounded by people who give you those type of compliments is like such a help in itself with your um, confidence and your... Because they're the people that most matter. The people that you love. So it means the most. That's why like when your parents say they're proud of you and stuff or like your partner says they love you, it's... it all that dopamine is getting released because yeah. that's who you love and that's who you care about I saw this thing actually on Instagram and it was like um, this guy talking and he was like if um, you know if you're not surrounded by people who compliment you and if you're if you're achieving something and or, or if you you achieve it every day or you've achieved it or you're you're on the road to if you're not surrounded by people who are going to um, like Lift chant you. your name throughout this whole journey there's like the feeling of achieving something is pointless. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not like the way he said it obviously was so much better worded than mine. But what he was trying to say was like, you know, this whole thing of, um, you know, I'm going to do everything for myself. And like, yeah, of course, we're going to do things for ourselves. But at the end of the day, doing things for ourselves and not finding any feedback from the people around you who love you, 
does feel pointless. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I word that okay? Yeah, Emer, absolutely perfect. Do you know what word I've been hearing a, re- a lot recently? I'm very articulate. <laughs> Emer, you're getting so much more articulate by the day. And I really like, if from our first podcast to now, I'm so proud of you all the time because I know how hard it is for you to put things to words. Yeah. But you're be- like, you're actually fucking slaying the game right now like thank you because I really do feel like that as well because I actually don't even think I'd want to listen back to our first podcast um we were very wild back then as well oh wild loose cannons (laughs) that like from back to the point where I was talking about going on a date with a heroin addict are you joking no to now and I'm like oh talking about my baby oh no stop I actually I remember I like bumped into someone um I was well I didn't bump into them I was I was away on holidays and like remember we were talking about like first dates and stuff yeah like and we were like favorite dates and he was like oh yeah like I know who you were talking about like oh, I no, too embarrassing. no so bad so, so, so bad. bad Ireland's too small no, they just so know who you're talking about like, oh. oh no but um yeah but that's a, but like what what we were saying about like yeah that dopamine that's being released like when your partner says I love you or your friends say they're proud of you there's such an important thing I think that everyone needs to know it, and it's just so small and simple as well to compliment people compliment people oh my god I've been trying so hard to do it to strangers but I always chicken out I'm too shy because I did it a few times when I was in London and I wasn't met like they were either giving me a dirty look or like confused you know they'd have the earphones in and I'm like oh god I'm sorry I scared you it's not that you I want something in return I don't want them to go oh my god no you're so hot you know <laughs> it, but it's just like if it's not received well you get scared out of it um but I I do know that in Ireland, I feel like it would be uh, received. I do think it would be received well because Irish people are so friendly. Yeah, definitely. And like, it could be something so small or, you know, people saying, so say, for example, um, I post a tattoo later on and it's just like maybe in the next conversation, um, in one of my friends said, oh, I loved that tattoo that you posted. You might not have to have liked it at all or wanted it, but it is really, really helpful for someone throughout the day. And obviously you don't fake things as well by being like, oh my God, I think you look insane when you're like literally scagged in bed, hung over. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. But it's so important to compliment people because like, I don't know if it's an Irish thing or what, but like we can't accept compliments. No, no, we can't. Why? It's some sort of post-colonial guilt where we're like, Oh no, I'm a worthless piece of shit. And also it's like looked down upon if you are confident or talking good about yourself, then you're a cocky bastard. And everyone's like, oh, they're so full of themselves. Yeah. You know, it's hard to strike a balance where you're not like seen as arrogant or full of yourself, but also accept yourself and like yourself Mm. because people want you to be as self-deprecating as them. And if you're not, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It's a lot. It happens a lot as well. Um, when people become confident, like say for example, it's a definitely an Irish thing as well. When musicians become quite big, like, big, and then everyone's like, "I actually hate their music," arseholes, <laughs> and you're like, "Why?" Because they're doing well. That's it's literally so, is. It actually makes me cringe so much because you see it so much on TikTok where people are like, "I I don't like them because of X, Y, and Z," and it's just like you're not a music critic. Like no one cares, and it's like they're literally doing world tours. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. And it's people horrible. have to like on Instagram as well. Like you have to promote yourself in ways that like like you can't just come onto the screen and be like. 
So, hi guys, um, my new single's out. You have to be enthusiastic yeah. about it, but like, can't be like, I, my shit music is so bad, but Irish come if you want anyway. Yeah, they yeah. just fucking hate it. And like, they hate to see people thrive, I think as well. Yeah, They yeah. just do, unfortunately. But that's a, that's a really important thing like I've started to do as well, is just like compliment people randomly like mm. even if it's someone that's like serving you and who has gorgeous hair just say it mm. it's say it because like that can make someone say because i know if someone like replies to my story and they're like oh my god i love your hair i'm like oh my god i hated my hair today thank yeah, you yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Mm. um i'm looking at some of these uh <laughs> messages and um i'm loving them sorry just yeah, the first they so good? the first one a hundred layers of tan love <laughs> love love and love like me me no i me and saoirse went for a walk a few days ago and it was like literally sunny for 10 minutes and when i got back i had five new freckles stunning like love. i can't wait to get my freckles back so a lot of these um like herbal tea first thing in the morning and in bed right before i go to sleep i feel so hydrated no i'd be up pissing all night yeah <laughs> Up and down, up and down, piss and piss and piss. <laughs> I don't know if it's the 25-year-old bladder, but like I've been getting on for pisses recently during the night. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, when I was uh, like eight, nine months pregnant, it was a fucking nightmare. You'd literally just fall asleep and then you need to piss. And it's not like, re- you know, sometimes when you're like, oh, I need to pee, but I can hold it for another few hours. Yeah. It's like you had to get up right there and then or you would piss the bed. Do you know what I don't understand, actually? And I saw something um on Instagram once again. Um, so it was like a real a real um, it was probably on TikTok it was literally like COVID it's just happened on the real it was like oh my god we're going into lockdown <laughs> I'm so far behind on these reels but um, it was like when you feel a drip of your period uh, running down your ass at 3am and I'm like how do we wake up to that yeah actually I every time I'm like in like my boyfriends or like in just at home in mine but I think it's a lot of the time when you're not in your own like space yeah. but like I will wake up just as the period has come out of me and I'm like oh my god I need to go to the toilet and mm. I'll catch it yeah how does how does that happen now I have slept through a few bloody massacres I yeah. will say and I've woken up and there is like literally looks like someone's been murdered in the bed <laughs> But like, you know, I pissed walk- the bed as well loads of times. Oh, but yeah, like, of course. Oh, obviously. But like, it's so weird that uh, that I when I saw that reel, I was like, oh my God, other people do this too? I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought it was like, like I'm a superhero, that kind of buzz. I just love that I am enough. Oh yeah, because I asked for positive affirmations. That is perfect. And it's really like, it has to suit you and something that you believe. Because I remember writing positive affirmations for myself and they were just something I found off the internet, but they were so like far-fetched for me that every time I said them, I felt ridiculous. Mm. So I feel like if you make up your own ones, it doesn't have to be something that someone else says, but just whatever feels true to you is the most helpful. Like literally, I am enough is so perfect. Yeah, because it's not too. Yeah. It's not like you are amazing. You are actually the best person I've ever met. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> you because I never believe That's them. Load of bollocks. Yeah, no, like, no, loud bollocks. But um, like I have a positive one positive affirmation on my notice board there, and it's literally just I get whatever I want. Love, isn't that perfect? Very um, uh, Veruca Salt of you. <laughs> <laughs> Over time, like especially in adulthood, when you're faced with rejection or you you don't inevitably get what you want, um, you keep it makes you feel worse about yourself, and then you're telling yourself, "I never get anything I want. I'm a piece of shit. I'm never gonna get this. Someone's always better than me." Blah blah blah. blah. But if you just keep telling yourself, "I get whatever I want," 
things are coming your way. Now, this is a question that I have for you. Do you believe in manifesting? No. Okay. Right. (laughs) Now, because I'm subject to a lot of depression, the big sad, I'm like in and out. Every three months, I'm depressed. Like I, I struggle really bad with my mental health. And uh, now this is why I have qualms with manifesting because it's real like you have to have a positive mindset all the time. And that to me just gives me too, it's too much pressure. And then I feel like if things don't go my way, it's somehow karmically my fault. Whereas the actual positive affirmation, no, sorry, uh, what's, it, what's it called? The law of attraction. The way the law of attraction, the law, law of attraction works is um, it's just like you have to be at the same frequency as the things that you want in your life. So say being hungover is a really low frequency. So then things are going to, bad things are going to happen or bad things are going to come into your life. Things like gossiping about people, low frequency. Um, Things like having having a cold and having the flu. But those, like that's out of your control. So to a certain degree, you can I'm doing in quotation I'm obviously I don't like I'm not an expert you can't raise your vibration in a way where you're being kind to yourself telling yourself nice things and that's then enough where thing good things then subsequently might happen but on the other hand of it the way I see manifesting and the law of attraction now is just to the only thing the only thing that I'm going to be worrying about is to express gratitude and not the whole like if I don't think positively all the time bad things are going to happen to me or I'll never get what I want because I'm not constantly meditating or doing yoga or you know um, uh, I drink sometimes and all this other shit I was too focused on having to have a positive mindset all the time and that in a way is toxic positivity because it just makes you more stressed out and isn't going to make you make make you feel worse about yourself because you're going to be comparing yourself to like yesterday when you were so happy and today you feel a bit lower um so now it's just like if you keep focusing on the good things that come that are in your life at the present moment and being grateful for the things you have right now then you will all subsequently start noticing all the other good things that come into your life because it does rewire your brain in a way where then you're only focusing on the positive so that's the only thing that I'm focusing on right now not manifesting not law of attraction just the gratitude because the other stuff stresses me out yeah I think it's unrealistic as well Mm. like telling someone that this is how you should be thinking and this is because then as you said you're getting stressed out because you're like I'm not thinking like that like like especially like with my OCD like a a huge like like would I say strain of it uh, a huge part of OCD is doubt Mm. it's doubting everything doubting yourself doubting you know your life every single thing and it's very hard to you know keep up that you know mindset of manifesting and trying to you know what what you said the frequencies when you're battling with a mental illness that Mm -hmm. is the complete opposite it's like um what's the word yin and yang (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, it's like yeah so it's like it's hard to I don't when I see videos online of like people telling people how they should be thinking and how Mm -hmm. what they should be doing for this I personally find that a little bit unhealthy because it can put people under pressure to be like oh well like uh, like if I I, it's if it's that easy and they tell me how to do it well then I I should be able to do it but like it's you know I see fucking things on Instagram and it's like manifest 20k in your bank account and it's like what 
Do you know what it's like? It's like, give us a break. Like, literally give us a break. Like, give me a break, please. But I also learned from a very young age that man trying to manifest, well, it actually came from making a wish from blowing out candles. My mommy always used to say, never wish for money. Never wish for money. Okay. Like, anytime I, like, blew out a candle or anything, she'd go, never wish for money. Mm. Or 11-11, never wish for money. Um, So that, like, with manifesting and stuff, I would never manifest for money. Okay. I think money is just the last thing to ever be wishing and dreaming about. Of course, if you're in need of it, we all are in need of money. You mm. know, money, we live. We need to live off money. But I think that um, money is just such a big issue and it's such a stress for a lot of people. I think money is definitely one of the main triggers for a lot of people's mental mm-hmm. health is money and I think like using things like you know oh manifest you know 20k in your bank account it's like toxic but it also I think there's a huge problem with um like people buying the lotto and I've only noticed it coming into adulthood where there's so many people buying the lotto who might not talk about it and it's just it's so depressing because we're all, every time someone buys, I bought a lotto ticket. I bought a lotto ticket on my daughter's birthday and I'll buy a lotto ticket like on me and Jason's anniversary because I'm like, oh, it's an occasion. So I'll buy a lotto ticket, which is so weird because it's like out of character for me. But I'm like, oh yeah, fuck it, buy a lotto ticket. Or if a bird shits on you, no, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's so funny that every single time someone buys a lotto ticket, you're under the impression that you are going to win. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so, because it keeps us in the cycle of like, you'll only be happy if you win the lotto. You can quit your job and then you can be happy. And it's so dystopian because it's depicted in so many books, so many movies that it's like, like the Hunger Games, we're all fighting for this utopia of winning a big bucket load of money and then we can be happy, you know? Yeah. And it's so fucked, it, it's literally so fucked up because that's literally the way the world works. It's yeah. like, the more money you have, the less you have to work. The more time you can spend with your family, the more time you can, you can spend with your friends. But, oh, you're not working hard enough and that's what the problem is. You know, and it keeps telling us to work, work, work and then eventually capitalism will gift you with loads of money but it doesn't actually happen. Yeah. And the people who work the most are getting paid the least and getting the less free time and someone at the top is profi- profiting off of it and probably spilling down these fucking lies and fabrications that if they work hard enough or if they you know think themselves into positivity they might be able to get out of this nine to five rat race and then be happy all you have to do is manifest it you know <laughs> it's so it's, it's, so, it's a load of bollocks to be so, honest it's actually so fucking it's yeah, no. bizarre like it's honestly bizarre but like also what we're trying to say here is now it's like because you just know what people are like we're not saying that money can't make you happy Money can absolutely... Oh, no, it definitely has no. a, an effect oh. on people's mental health. 100%. Money can stru- make you help. If you're happy. struggling yeah. financially, there's actually... No, it's the most hopeless, horrible feeling for people. Um, So, like, yeah, it would be ignorant to be like, oh, you know, money can't buy you happiness. That's why I hate that quote, because it's literally like there are people starving in their homes with and can't feed their children. Obviously, it makes an impact. Um, It's just what we're trying to say is like this whole, like, you know, using a TikTok to like try and manifest... <laughs> 20k into your bank account probably not the best thing to do no but I was saying um after my weekend because uh, I've discovered I only I don't get hung over from tequila and I've been p- uh, paying for fucking extortionist margaritas all weekend and um I sat in work uh, and I was sending a voice note to Kim and um I was just saying that like we 
don't live to work. We work to live. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was sitting there kind of like looking at my bank account being like, oh my God, why did I spend so much money feeling this like, you know, that feeling of like regret and Mm. like guilt and like shame for Mm. spending this amount of money on, you know, a drink. But like, obviously everyone do what makes you happy. I'm not saying like, you know, margaritas are expensive. Don't, you don't have to buy them if you don't want to. What I'm saying is like, there's such a thing of money at the moment. And it's such, and at such a young age as well, I feel like a lot of people are starting to worry about money. Like, I don't think our parents were like this when... We were 100%. Younger. Now, I know my dad was from uh, like a working class household, only one income. Um, and then when he moved to Dublin was like couch surfing and all. But then when he got his first job, it was like immediate security. And then my mom like got her first job, immediate security. And they weren't like really, really well paying jobs that they would be, you know, modern day. But they were still able to put a down payment on a house, buy a car. Have fun on the side. Go on, ho- child. Go on holidays. Literally. Well, now it's nine euro for a deodorant and dunce. Do I you, saw that. Did you see that? But in fairness now as well, I get, um, now it's not a lot obviously, but I do get hate comments being like, oh, you had a child and you don't have a home, even though there's a uh, housing crisis. But like my... What a weird thing to hate on. I know. it's Yeah. But people are just like trying to find things. They're just like, hey, wait a minute. I'm pissed off about this thing. You're just making <laughs> shit up. But um, <laughs> like my parents only bought their first house when I was born. You know, they were renting, but it was like normal to rent then because it was, it wasn't extortionate. That's the thing. It's like you you weren't pressured to want to buy a home. Whereas now there's literally no security. You're paying extortionate rent. So like three grand for a two bed. Like I went to a viewing yesterday. It was three grand for a two bed. And I'm like, that's good. You know, and my parents were like, no, you're going to be bankrupt if you pay that. Um, So it was it was like normal prices like even when my dad when my parents split up and he was renting like it was cheaper than the one bed he was renting a four bed um and it was cheaper than the one bed that i just had as my first home so like we're get still getting paid the same inflation is going up cost of living is going up and rent prices are going up so that's why it feels so much more pressured for our generation um to like make make more and more money because everything is getting more expensive but our salary isn't matching that price um and that's what like i don't know why i'm getting shamed for renting with a baby but even though it's like pretty normal the average age that someone buys their first home is like 33 or something but um i'm so pressured to buy a house because if i'm renting it's so expensive um say if i went uh, if i became sick and Jason then was the only sole earner. We wouldn't be able to afford our rent. Our landlord, wouldn't, the eviction ban is being lifted. This is supposed to be a positive podcast. Okay. <laughs> we, were like, we like text each other before being like, this is going to be a positive podcast. Anyway, but it's important to recognise like the struggles that our generation has that our parents maybe did. But anyway, yeah, if I was to become sick, if Jason was to, to become sick, we would have no security. And our landlord obviously one day can just be like, actually, I want to sell. Whereas they'll probably just kick you out and just up the fucking rent, double double the price. And also, there's just nowhere to go. Like, I'm looking at shitholes and I'm, like, contemplating it, you know? Yeah. Being like, oh, well, it's somewhere to live. Yeah. Um, and then I'll also get hate for living at my dad's, you know, living in my parents' house. Everyone's like, oh, you're fucking bumming off your parents. You literally can't clip your toenails <laughs> no, without I- someone going... <laughs> crazy at you like it's actually so weird the whole thing stigma of like still living in your parents house when you're this age you know i'm sorry 
everyone like everyone, everyone has is, to everyone has to do it i don't know why we're all attacking each other for living at our parents house it's like so weird we should be encouraging it if anything because like that's that's actually the reality of the situation there's nowhere to go yeah it's either that or emigrating yeah. and i don't want to emigrate no i want to i want to stay here i want to stay in my the land of era i, I want to stay <laughs> and i want to see the cows and <laughs> yeah like i want to stay here as well and to be honest like a lot of people moving to london recently it's kind of the same price isn't it well see with london when you move over in fairness it's like it's the same price but there's more there's slightly more places to live and there's more opportunity so that's why and it's much like, bigger as a place as well so obviously yeah gonna, so that's, that's why it makes yeah. sense now obviously everywhere has issues yeah. every single country has issues it's just what you're willing to tolerate mm. and with ireland unfortunately it's like we can't tolerate nowhere to live because that is like one of our basic needs we need a roof over our heads especially when you get to a certain age you want your independence i have a fucking baby and i can't fucking find anywhere yeah. to live and this is like I'm making a good salary. That's why it's so frustrating because it, I still can't. Like they keep telling me, make more money, make more money, and I'm do, I'm doing the best that I can, and I still can't fucking find anywhere to go. Yeah. Um. And then people are like, "Oh, you're living with your parents, you fucking piece of shit," you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if you're sitting at home, this is like our affirmation to you. If you're sitting at home yeah. and you're like, "I'm a bum," I'm sitting in my parents' house. You know, I'm I'm worthless. I'm this. You're not. We're all in the same boat it's literally impossible to thrive under these circumstances how are we supposed to slay under these circumstances how are we supposed to i don't like that word (laughs) no you can you don't need to i don't don't i don't like it um how are we supposed to rock it (laughs) (laughs) how are we youngsters supposed to rock it (laughs) stay deadly (laughs) how are we supposed to stay deadly under these circumstances (laughs) <laughs> um, we actually never really read out many okay, of these. Okay, so now for the positive part of the podcast. I'm sorry this about is that. This the pod- positive part. Um, no, but I also wanted to say, regardless of the situation I, I'm in, this is why it's so important to stay grateful because I'm like, as much as I know, I fucking, like comments do affect me just to a certain degree. Obviously, I just block and ignore. But like, if I wake up in the morning being like, Jesus Christ, I am so lucky I have somewhere to go because everyone is like one pay- paycheck away from being homeless. Like a lot of people are in those circumstances. If I didn't have my dad and a place to go and like if he didn't have a spare room, like because a lot of people, they downsize after their kids get to a certain age. Mm. They sell their houses and they get uh, get smaller houses. That's like a normal thing to do. Thank God they still have the spare room where we actually have somewhere to go. You know, Jason's parents don't have room for us. My mom doesn't even have room for us. They only have two beds. So I'm very lucky I have somewhere to be and I count I count my blessings I count my blessings every day that I have somewhere safe for my daughter especially this area somewhere safe for my daughter every single day um and that I can wake up and I can be in fresh air and I can be near the sea and that I still get to stay in the place that I was born in because I felt so in my early 20s especially I felt so forced out or that I had to move and I had to move abroad to be able to experience life and I'm very grateful that I did do that to realize that that's not what I want in the end I actually want to go home where I feel like I belong because it's so hard for people to find a place where they feel that's like home for some people it's somewhere outside of where they were where they grew up somewhere outside of where they were born um but for some people it is where they grew up and where they were born and 
I'm so glad I, I get to stay here and I'm still going to, I'm going to fucking fight. I'm going to fight every day <laughs> so I can live in the place. Now, obviously, I could give out about Ireland until the cows come home. Of course, we all, that's our God-given right as Irish people to, to be able to, to give out. Are you joking? To give obviously, out. we're going to fucking give out. Of course. But um, I'm so lucky I get to, like, be in Ireland with you, Emer. Oh, you know, oh. Are the tears coming? No, 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 no tears today. <laughs> um, like we get to live near each other. We're on the fucking just a dart away. We're on the dart line. No sure. problem. And <laughs> you know, and my daughter, like you know, it's just great. I can get, to, I get to live near my family. I get, and both my parents are alive. Like it's just. But people finding a flaw in this situation really just baffles me. For me, it's trying to keep, always keep promises I make to myself. That is a brilliant. That's one. fucking brilliant. And you know. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. No, that's fucking brilliant because uh, I made the promise to myself in Dubai airport that I wouldn't be mean to myself. Leaving things in Dubai. Leaving. (laughs) I left it in Dubai. But I haven't been mean to myself since. Like, I haven't been saying things out loud. And it's like, when you make a promise yourself, it's... uh, uh, it's like say for example if you do a pinky promise with your friend like you mm. can't break a pinky promise no. and I've done a pinky promise with myself now there's of course slip ups where you're like not having a good hair day like mm. I look like Owen Wilson today but that's so fine but like <laughs> that's funny like do you know what yeah. I mean I'm not like looking at myself in the mirror being like oh I look so ugly I'm like I literally look like Owen Wilson what's your man what is, what's his name in Zoolander oh I don't know oh your man from Zoolander anyway but like um, I've made that promise to myself and I've actually kept it stunning do you know that's what we need to do and I, if you kept it as well then you start to trust yourself more and then more good things come from that because you're like guilty if you do it then yeah 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 of course I, I'm feeling the guilt of do it if I do do it I'm mm. like oh god that's not very nice which is really that's a really good one making promises to yourself and keeping them keeping yeah. promises yeah keeping promises I love that yeah that was brilliant Um, spending quality time with loved ones absolutely absolutely nothing better nothing better i'd say it's so nice because you have such a strong connection with your sisters it's like well like they're like my sisters now as well Mm. but like do you know what i mean having your family is so connected and you guys can like talk about everything together so i'd say it's so fulfilling even if you know you've been at home all day with the baby you know you can just text your sister and be like can you come over Mm. and they can stay over do you know what I mean like it's it's so I'd say that's so nice and it's so important as well and like not like with the society that we live in now like not everyone can spend you know a quality time with their loved ones because they're working Uh, or we're working or um, you know have emigrated or yeah or they've emigrated so it's a it's the spending time with your loved ones is very important but that's a given as well like Mm. there's no point in us talking anymore about that because it's a given (laughs) um do you see anything that you like there i love how all of them are putting tan on because yes (laughs) i love that like that is so me oh yeah someone sorry i'll read out this message someone sent me sorry i love this she goes This sounds ridiculous, but I swear by it. Every morning in the shower, no matter how miserable I feel, I force smile for about three minutes straight. Like the biggest smile I can do. When you smile, your brain releases dopamine, endorphins and serotonin and usually starts as a fake smile. But then I imagine how ridiculous I must look and it makes me laugh. Don't know if it's in my head, but genuinely thinks it improves my mood. And her fave affirmation at the moment is, I know who I am. I love who I am. I like what I do and I love how I do it. I thought you said, okay, you need a therapist. No. I was like, Keelan, that's no. horrible. I said, okay, you need to be my therapist. A specific, no, sorry. You need to be a therapist, specifically mine. Like, love, love that. Love, love that. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to try that. 
doing the, the big smile, smile. The yeah. smiling in the show, in the thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd probably give myself the willies. Yeah, probably. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I'd feel yeah. a bit. I'd feel like a creepy weirdo. Mm. You know, in the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Um, I feel like in the shower, it's uh, for crying. Showers are for crying. <laughs> I, I, I was like, really like, will I say this or not? But it's like, it's, I think it's so. Um, it's so cathartic. Yeah. Cathartic. Mm. It's so cathartic. Um, crying in the shower and it's so dramatic and I love it. Oh, like you're in a movie. Yeah, yeah. You oh. feel so good after it as well. But like, this is again, a positive podcast. Like, and if you cry in, cry in the shower, rocket. That's my new thing. And so in, when people say slay, I'm going to say rocket. Um, these are. I'm getting confused now. You said affirmations, so I said a few things. So I said, "What are your rituals to make yourself feel better?" Or "What are your favorite affirmations?" So it could be either or. Oh, making my bed. I know it's simple, but it's a a bit of structure and makes your room look cleaner. So true. Like you know, Ryan, when I'm in the bed, he starts making it. <laughs> like I, I'm in the bed, and he's like making the bed around me now. I think he has a bit of OCD, but like <laughs> he literally starts making the bed. But like it's like. He could get out of bed and like, I'm not out of it yet. And he's starting his day and the first thing he does is make his bed, which mm-hmm. like, that's not the first thing I do. But I know the feeling of when you make your bed, you're like, okay, I have my shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, wait a minute, maybe I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something I will never do. No, sorry, no. Like, I just won't. But I wish, you know, I see these pic- stories of people and pictures of people running and you know when it's like up up the high angle and they have the headphones on and they're having a lo- lovely run. And I just know, it look, they make it look so easy. But I know if that was me, I would actually vomit. I would, yeah. I'd be puking. I'd be hyperventilating. My chest hurts. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. But I wish I was, I could run because I, I feel like it would be so good for me. I can run on a treadmill. Oh, really? Uh, oh, uh, hello. No, uh, yeah, I think running on a treadmill is just so different. Because, like, it, I think when you're running and you're, like, it's like you're trying to get somewhere. Mm. So, I think the stress of, like, trying to actually get there is, like, what makes it harder. Mm. But, like, when I'm on a treadmill, not that I'm ever on a fucking treadmill, but when I used to be on one, it's, like, I'm not actually, there's no goal here. I'm not trying to actually, okay. like, get there. Like, look at me, PT. Like, hello. Um, You know, I wanted to be a P- PT when I was a gym bunny. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Love. Could you imagine? A lot of these are yoga, eating well, sleeping well, spending time alone, journaling. Journaling is one thing I just have never gotten into. Mm. It doesn't suit. It's like meditation. Just because everyone else does it doesn't mean you have to do it. There's different forms of expressive self-care where you don't have to journal. I know Saoirse doesn't like journaling. She writes music instead. Like she does songs. You do your little poems. Your little poems. (laughs) Maybe you could write one for the next podcast. (laughs) Will I write one for the next one? We have to pick a good topic though that um, it's on. Yeah. And we'll do it. I'll do it around the topic or else will I just do one in general? Like, remember I read my poem out to you in the car the other day? Oh, I love it. I loved it. I was thinking about it all day afterwards. (laughs) No, you weren't. I was. I told Jason about it. Did you? Yeah. I was like, he wrote a lovely poem. And he was like, oh. (laughs) Did Jason love that? He loved it. I thought it was so cute. Oh, he loved it. He's like, maybe get her on the album. Sorry. (laughs) Jason thinking about albums. Like, he's like, oh. Next first, Emer, your turn. Sorry, I think I'd be a really good songwriter, to be honest. Oh, 100 million percent. Sure, we went to BIM, sure. Might as well put it to good use. 
I can't stop looking at your boob in that suction thing. I know, it, it literally horrible. looks like a willy. Like, <laughs> oh There's my no god. milk even coming out anymore. Oh, it's, oh my god, it literally looks like a willy. Will we do... Um, we'll do one more. And then... One more. Well, let's find something fun. Now, one thing I will say I do on a full moon is a cosmic ordering if people want to google it my mom introduced it to me when i was about 15 it's like basically when you write a letter to the moon on a full moon being like thank you so much for all these great gifts that you've given me and say everything you've gotten and then a few things and you add in a few things that you want so i remember when i was 15 i asked for a best friend oh no (laughs) i'm too happy to cry so i'm gonna laugh no from the ages of like 15 to 18 i didn't have a best friend because i was with that fucker of a boyfriend who like isolated me from everyone but um then when i eventually i did get best friends so it it did work do you remember we did it in london and we both we both asked for boyfriends we both asked for boyfriends and we both got them (laughs) now mine didn't work out but (laughs) i mean you you have a baby with yours now so um so oh brilliant such a good one to end it with childhood comfort foods going okay well garden centers yeah i mean each to okay, their own love no smelling the flowers you joking give me a bit of that um baking gentle exercise walks and yoga what's your childhood comfort food do you know what Saoirse was eating one today and i wish i could if i wasn't dairy intolerant but a nutella sandwich okay i've never been a nutella girl Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. What was that? Conversation over. <laughs> Sorry, that was a... Keelan has left the chat. <laughs> okay, you didn't need to like put me down like that. What's, what was your comfort food? Um, well, I had this yesterday and I was like, oh my God, so good. Um, okay, so fish fingers and beans. Oh, But yum. mashed up into one. No, sorry. <laughs> like, I've left the chat. <laughs> like a puree, like not a puree, but like it's like soggy and yummy. And like my mom was like gagging at me yesterday. She was like, huh, huh. she was like, oh, you're not going to mix them together. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to mix them together. I used to mash fish and mashed potato vinegar and ketchup. Oh, yum. All no, together, that sounds good. All together on vinegar and broccoli as well. Thank me later. I used to mash all that up to when I was uh, younger as well. But that's probably my, oh, sorry, my comfort food. Um, me and Sanchi used to do that with their chicken roast dinner. Mashed potato, chicken, peas, gravy. We'd mash it all together like a baby puree and eat it like that with a spoon. Yum. Yum. Yum, yum, pig's bum. Um, do you know what's so yummy as well? You know, chip sticks, the, the, the crisps. The crisps. Oh, yum. If you mash them at like completely like literally wrote i used to rollerblade over them when i was younger roller <laughs> literally like wheel <laughs> the heelys on we like wheel over them and then eat eat the the residue the residue yeah yeah the crumbs the crumbs with the spoon thank me later <laughs> now as well palm bears and snacks the crisps yeah Stu- okay it's fine you don't need to agree with everything i say i yeah i think uh, i think uh, are you talking about the salted ones I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. You see, salty. I feel like I. You see, I it's was a like a plane. Yeah, I, I, feel, I said this on my story. I think like a good few years ago, and it like the amount of like yeses. I did a poll, and it was like people who enjoy um, salted crisps and stuff um, weren't allowed to have meanies and skips when they were younger. 
No, we were. And you just well, we were them. no because meanies were too. You know when you're a kid, you're like everything's spicy. Meanies were too spicy. <laughs> Why is it spicy? Yeah. <laughs> it's too spicy. It was too spicy. So I love snacks and ready salted palm bears. Yum. Yeah, snacks are yummy. You know what I used to do with them? Um, I'm so surprised my mom didn't send me to someone sooner. But I used to take my skips out of the bag, right? And I'd ha- I'd put them in like. A, not a bowl like just on the side of the mm. couch and you know like this the like dust the flavored dust inside the skips i used to call it the bum of the skip mm. um i would line them up <laughs> line them up from like the dustiest to the least dustiest oh my god <laughs> ocd out of your head <laughs> and i used to eat it like um I used to eat it like from the least one to the most dusty mm. but you know what i saw on tv the other day why do we Save the best to last. I don't do that. Oh. No. Oh. I'm a bit quirky. <laughs> no, because on my roast dinners, my favourite part of the roast dinner was a Yorkshire pudding. And I used to always eat them first because if you left them last, they'd be cold. So then you've just ruined it for yourself. And I never understood why people... Because Saoirse would love the Yorkshire pudding as well. She used to fill them up with gravy or ketchup. Sorry, ketchup. She'd fill each Yorkshire pudding up with ketchup and she'd la- save it for last. And I was like, why do you do that? Because it's going to be cold. But maybe she liked it cold, but I don't know. No, I, I'm not into that. Now, that's a very interesting one now. Because like, why do, why do the people who... Uh, love to eat it last why do they do that because like it's your favorite part yeah so why are you saving it till last but i do that like i used to yeah eat have the dusty skips at the end because i'm like mm, more flavor yeah more flavor this is so yummy you know yeah maybe it's like a little treat or something because i don't know or maybe i'm just OCD out the head <laughs> remember when we were like Maybe it's TMI from the podcast. Remember, I was like, my vagina smells like a packet of skips. <laughs> but it just, sometimes your vag just does smell like prawn cocktail. No, proper prawn cocktail. Like, sorry, I definitely smell like a pack of skips today. Like, <laughs> the new hunky dories, the prawn cocktail flavour. Like, you know, know the way, like, my biggest fear, I don't have Spotify because, like, you know, apparently you can, like, see what you've listened to. And, but you can put your Spotify on private. So can people you? can't see that. See, like, that's why Apple Music, like, le- like less stress, more success. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, no, yeah, too much. To think too about. much. But I'd love yeah. to know. Um, because, like, just imagine, like, God forbid, like, you know, we <laughs> we bump into someone, like, some guy and, like, he knows that we smell like a bag of fun cocktail crisps. <laughs> like, is that what they're thinking in their heads when they see us? Oh, my God. Oh, I remember on a podcast, she said she smelled like a bag of fun cocktail crisps. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, in fairness, now I opened up a pack of the skips once I got a big share bag when I was pregnant and I was like Jason smell this what does it remind you of and he goes oh my god pong of your vagina off that <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just dying in the corner over here <clears throat> uh, okay well we leave it there yeah it's been an hour uh, I know do you know um, a little someone said to me um, that they think that our podcast should be longer I thought they were long enough no 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 and you'll be so surprised who said it as well. Oh, well, I cut it off. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For 130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.